Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. We are so excited to bring you this show. Our podcast is all about unraveling all of your favorite mysteries from the Assassin's Creed games. Each episode, we'll be talking about a different topic in the Assassin's Creed universe. From pieces of Eden, solar flares, and the Isu, to the Hidden Ones, the Order of Ancients, and of course, the Animus. We will seek to uncover it all. So join us, and maybe even take a leap of faith. Hello and welcome to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. My name is Shelby. You might also know me as She Cup. And we are back, back after a month-long break. Um, We're super, super excited. We haven't been on a regular episode since August's patron chat. So it has been, it has been um, a, a long month. We moved. We got most of our stuff unpacked and, and settled and all that fun stuff. So we're getting right back into the swing of podcasting. And I am here with my co-host, Austin. Yeah. So I'm Austin, also known as Teacup. I am back. Uh, are excited to be back. I'm excited to talk about Assassin's Creed. We've got a lot of new information and leaks since our last episode. We've gotten some footage of Mirage. There are lots of things going on there, but we're here for our patron chat. We have with us our patron, Sir Sits a Lot. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Um, so we're here to talk about who would you be? Would you be an assassin? Would you be a Templar? Would you be an Isu? Which one do you want to be a part of? Maybe which one do you see yourself being a part of? And we might also, just tweaking the question a hair, we might want to rank them instead of just choosing one. That's also true. And then we might, at the end of the episode, we might, if tires time, kind of talk about some impressions of some of the Mirage videos that have been posting from the features and maybe talk about the ever-debated teleportation skill. I have, Only, I have thoughts. Okay. Yes. Only if we have time at the end. Yes. So, yeah. So, I'm. you can, so it's a lot, you can go first. Like, just tell us which one you'd be in if you want to rank them of which, where you would go with them. So, I'm not going to let my shirt, which is a, I just have an Absterco shirt on right now. Uh, I'm not going to let that, uh, be my uh my my answer uh i would still go with assassins uh <laughs> i just really like the shirt um yeah I, I i think i'd rather be an assassin um you get the you get a cool you know hidden blade those are always fun i want to get a tattoo of one actually at some point yeah, that'd be cool um yeah you, when you got you got some of the greats you got Ezio, you got Connor, you got 
Uh, what's his name? <laughs> I'm blanking on his name right now. Arno. That's his name. I was blanking on his name for a second. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I think as a ranking, I would probably put the Isu. I thought say last, but I don't know about that. This is hard. Um, Assassins first, obviously. I guess I would go Templars second. I guess because they're. I mean, up until recently, they were the biggest, you know, biggest thing. There wasn't really a lot of Isu stuff going on. Um, but I really, I think it's a very close third with the Isu because I really like the Isu for some reason. I'm actually playing through uh, Odyssey right now, and I'm in the um, the uh, Atlantis DLCs. Um, and uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of interesting like dynamics between. You know the different ones. Um, yeah, I think uh, assassin would probably be what I want to be. Um, you know, you got the cool hoods. You got, like I said, the hidden blades. You got the parkour. I'm too fat for parkour, but you know. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I wish I had a more compelling argument, but they're cool. <laughs> they are cool. No, that's fair. That's very fair. Um, just for the memes, I am going to be crazy here for a second with my answer. Um, because I think I would I would probably go with Isu, number one. Um, and I have several reasons. First of all, because they're like not all powerful, but close to it. They create cool technology. They are really, really freaking tall. Like just some cool features, right? But also, you know, they do mostly die. I get that. I don't particularly care about that because they do go out in a blaze of glory with the solar flare. So, I I mean, I'm fine. Like, it's not like they die in this horrific war. It's not like they, um, you know, get taken over by an invading army. It's not like they, you know, are, are going through all of this, like, turmoil and oppression or anything so and and also like you wouldn't really see the death coming it just kind of like happens like you wake up one morning and you're like okay the sun is gonna kill us today like i think i'd be okay with that um i I really think i would be okay with that i'm sure this is kind of an unhinged answer but you know what it is what it is I think it's a very good answer. Also, I love how you, you put in tall in there. That was they are. They're <laughs> giants. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, but I think I would do assassins would be number two. Um, and if I was like really seriously like considering like who me Shelby would want to be, I probably would want to be an assassin because, you know, they're all about protecting the freedom of people. And I think that that's an important and lofty goal for sure. And then of course, of course the Templars are going to be dead last. Like no way, no way. Just in no world would I want to be a part of the Templar organization because, you know, they're all about enslaving and all of that kind of terribleness to the world. So I'm, I'm going to have to going to have to skip on that one with me. I think that the obvious answer is no one wants to be the Templars. The Templars were the Nazis, like the like unequivocal, like these were the bad guys. Like throughout history, they are assigned to what we view as the bad guys in history. So no one wants to be the Templars. But the assassins have bad guys too. Right. But not like, not just like nine times out of ten, if there is a historical villain, they were controlled by the Templars. I don't know. I mean, some of the worst villains like of our world history were part of the assassins. I just see one. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Lydia was hanging out with uh, Churchill. And I mean, well, I I can't speak on Syndicate because I haven't played it, so ignore me. I mean, all the like 
we can talk about yes hitler was a templar too but so was roosevelt and so was churchill um but i think the assassins is probably where i would pick i don't really want to be a part of any of them just because i just it's there's a high risk of death with all of them i don't know if shelby has shared this yet but she read me a post from reddit earlier that uh if she wants to read it she can read it i lost it so you go ahead but it basically said i want to be a templar so i can die as an assassin gently holds me cradles me in their arms (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny but i think like if i'm rating them as a faction i think isu would go last for me just because so much history and thing around the isu involves with them like looking down or like causing extreme problems for humanity and then followed by the templars because and really the templars rank higher because none of the templars stuff is really possible without the isu technology they're trying to use and then the assassins would be number one for me in there just because who doesn't love a good freedom fighter and hidden blades they're so cool hidden blades are so cool and the (laughs) smoke bombs um here's here's a question i have um so throughout syndicate you know i know it's it's set in the victorian era i I haven't played it yet it's one of the few still on my list i was just thinking about historical characters in assassin's creed who are like assassins versus templars whatever um I was curious if Queen Victoria is in Syndicate, and if if she is, is she um, part of the Assassins or the Templars? So she is in Syndicate, briefly, and mentioned. Um, it's kind of more like a George Washington situation, where they're not really part of either order, but both orders are trying to influence that thing, and Victoria tends to assign herself with the assassins, which I find ironic because, like, you characterize Victoria in England with, like, this sense of, like, order and uppityness and this very pompous and structured society. Yet Queen Victoria is like, hey, yeah, I'll be friends with this guy who just basically started a street gang. Uh, I think I think they work with, with her for a little bit. I'm not entirely sure, um, but I think they work with her for a little bit, but then I think they decide that they need to, you know, distance themselves from her a little bit, so they're not... Because she's not exactly assassin-focused, so I think they kind of pull back from, from working with her after a little bit. But yeah, she's in it very, very shortly. Very, very short amount of time. It's so interesting that she is more in line with the assassins than the Templars since like, you know, King Alfred is the, you know, historical like leader or whatever of the Templars. So it's just so funny to me how all of that, you know, kind of changes and, and goes back and forth over the years. And I don't even think it's mentioned to her or if she even knows what the assassins are Mm. or the Templars are. I think she's just, She's just along for the ride. Yeah. She's just doing her her queen stuff. Right. So it's interesting because timelines wise, like three or or rogue, three, unity, and syndicate all happen really within a hundred years. Yeah, pretty close to each other. Which would if you compare that to like the time jump between AC one and two is like 400 years. And then you have like roughly 70 ish years between Ezio's birth and death. And then you jump again, 300 years to 1776 with three. So I find that interesting that there's such a short time. And so I think they would have, they would not have told her because there was this ideology around the assassins. Like Achilles is very much to Connor. Like do not tell Washington about 
this. Like, keep this in the secrets. Don't involve him. You want to do nothing but put him in danger. And so I think that that mindset is probably still prevalent throughout there. Though the French assassins tend to be like, let's just make packs and deals with all people of power. Nothing bad would ever happen with that. It's not like we would help Napoleon try to conquer the world. Never. Um, that's fair. I also, like I said, was just looking up some historical characters in Assassin's Creed and um, found this article about the 11 best historical characters in Assassin's Creed. And this was published by Mashable, um, written by Alexis Ned in 2020. And I just wanted to read part of this because it's absolutely hysterical to me. Uh, the number one, the first entry on this list is Benjamin Franklin. And it says that uh, Benjamin Ben Franklin, excuse me, might set a franchise record for being the historical character who shows up in the most non-sequel Assassin's Creed games. He's a prominent figure in three, has his own plotline in Rogue, and pops up for a cameo in Unity. His appearance across all three games speaks to Franklin's prominence on the world stage in the 1700s as a scientist, diplomat, and a rampant horn dog. <laughs> and then it goes on and it says players who stick around to listen to Franklin are treated to his graphic eight point soliloquy on sex in the American colonies, primarily with older women. Later in the game, he does some big history stuff like sign the Declaration of Independence. And in Rogue, he completes some of his famous experiments with lightning. But it's Franklin's extreme commitment to being horny on Maine that really makes him a memorable addition to Assassin's Creed. <laughs> fair that's that's extremely fair austin's shaking his head like you know it's true my whole thing with benjamin franklin is he doesn't stand out to me because his like introduction into assassin's creed in assassin's creed 3 is like hey i uh lost my almanac pages can you go find me them and then apparently 20 years later he still hasn't found his almanac pages <laughs> So you are really just mad that they had you hunt down a bunch of, of fetch quest items and they didn't give you any payoff for it. Yes. Yeah. Feathers. I mean, <clears throat> ugh, yes. Don't even get me started on freaking <laughs> At least in Assassin's Creed 2, the feathers gave you something. True. And you got a nice little cutscene. Okay, uh, I'll change my cough to flags. <laughs> Ooh, flags. Do you want to go to our mid-break and then we can come back and talk about some Assassin's Creed news? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ma cos'è? Shoot! Shoot a flying demon! You weak fool. Get a job! Christina! Who's there? Me. Oh. It's you. I should have known. May I come in? Fine, but only for a minute. A minute is all I need. Indeed. Well, wait. Uh, that came out wrong. All right. Well, welcome to the middle of the show. This is where we talk about all the things that have to do with the Assassin's Creed lore cast and not the lore of Assassin's Creed. So first things first is this is our monthly patron chat. Thank you to everyone who's a patron. Um, but if you want to join us on these monthly patron chats, you need to sign up at the $20 tier or higher. And if you do that, you get to come on these monthly episodes and there are tons of other benefits you can receive um, at the different tiers. So definitely sign up if you're interested. It's the best way to support us. But if you can't support us financially, Financially, you can also, um, you know, leave us ratings, re leave us reviews, um, kind words on any of the places where you can do that. Apple, Spotify, it, pretty much anywhere on the Internet. 
Um, you can also come and join the Discord. It's a great place to hang out. It's called the Cups um, Podcasting and More server. And you can find links for all of those things in the episode description. Um, we're not going to read and um, review this week because we're just super behind. So we're, we're going to get caught up next week. Um, but so... Before we go back into the show, we always talk about my playthrough um, during the mid-break. And yes, long-awaited updates, I know. So I am still in Valhalla. I actually am enjoying it more than I thought I would. Um, I, from time to time, frequently forget that I am playing Assassin's Creed. But I am still enjoying the game. I mean, y'all know that I really love RPGs, so the RPG elements don't bother me. I totally see how it would for some people who are not fans of RPGs or who just don't want RPG elements in Assassin's Creed. But frankly, it doesn't bother me. Um, But it's so interesting to me, like, you can completely just ignore things about the assassins for most of the game. I mean, I'm not, I don't even know how far I am, but um, yeah, I just forget that you can, that it's in the Assassin's Creed universe really. Um, But I am enjoying it. I'm, I'm, I've done several main quests. I'm currently in London. I, um, what have I done? I did all this stuff with Cheowulf. I did all the stuff with the like skinny young king who marries the viking who actually looks pretty gay to me frankly um oswald Oswald, yes thank you i can't remember any of the names they all blend together for me um so i did all of his quests uh ravensthorpe is a burrow now which i'm really excited about um yeah so i'm i guess i'm I, i tried to play today and our xbox was like broken of some kind i don't know what's going on um a a cord was unplugged austin says um not broken anyway it doesn't matter so anyway um i think it's been a few days since i've played but the last place i left off is i was like in route to start the main quests in london um i think i have like 200 power or so I also really love raiding. Very fun. Love that. The thing I dislike the most about this game, I will say, and I will be honest about this, I really don't like the Asgard stuff. Like, I fought a bunch of the Jotuns. What are they called, Austin? Jotuns. It is Jotuns. Okay. I don't, I didn't like that. I did not like that at all. Part of it is because I didn't realize when I like went to do that quest that. I was going to go to Asgard and be like completely taken out of what I was doing. Uh, So that was on me. That was on my bad. But I really haven't enjoyed that. And I haven't gone back to Asgard since. Um, My other biggest complaint, and I don't remember if we've talked about this on the show before. I know we talked about it in the Discord. But I don't think Layla looks anything like the person she's supposed to be she literally looks like a different race and i don't like that i know like a lot of the recurring characters their appearances are just kind of off in valhalla so there's that which i'm not a big fan of but other than that i i am enjoying it it's a beautiful game like it's absolutely gorgeous um the graphics i think are great and I, I've had a few bugs, but not too many and none that are like game breaking. Uh, the funniest one I found was there was just like a candlestick floating in the wind the other day. I was like walking up a hill and there was just candlestick like lit in a holder and everything. I was like, I don't know where that came from. Um, but yeah. My favorite glitch in Valhalla is when the longboats are sticking straight up in the ground, not yeah. in the water, in the ground. Yeah. And they're just like, and everybody's sitting, <laughs> sitting normally <laughs> on it while this it, is, I'm taking many pictures in the, the photo mode of just boats in wacky positions. <laughs> uh, 
that you probably won't get a lot of like game crashing, game breaking bugs, mainly because the console version is a lot more stable than the PC version in general. But also the biggest thing that caused game breaking bugs were the seasonal festivals and they've stopped those. What's his name? The character, the two brothers or whatever they are, Abba and um, Ivar. Ivar, thank you. Ivar the Boneless, is that right? Hilarious. Loved them. That was great. 10 out of 10. Really enjoyed that. Um, It really just feels like a Viking game. I know we've said that on the podcast, and I know people have said that a lot before, um, but it does. And I think part of the thing that makes me enjoy it more is that I've read all of the... um, Last Kingdom books, if anybody else who's listening has read those or seen the TV show, The Last Kingdom, a lot of the characters you meet, like Abba and Ivar, um, some of the other English characters, like their characters in those books, too, because they're characters in our real history. And so that makes it really interesting when I can like recognize people and be like, oh, yeah, I know you because you did this X, Y and Z. Um, and I also recognize some like places and stuff um like in the map so that's fun too um just a a fun little history connection but also it sends me down rabbit holes sometimes because everyone has the same name from that time period and so i'm like are you actually this person that i've read in this are you just someone with the same name yeah i was like four wikipedia pages deep on a family tree for someone recently and i was like this is not the same person i thought it was but it was not I like in every version of Ivar in different medias, the boneless thing is always a, like a different, a different thing, a different reason for why he's called that. I always thought that was cool, and I like yeah. I like the Valhalla version too. The uh, the last thing I want to say about Valhalla before we get back into the show is that I absolutely have a, a most hated character. Um, he is so mean to me and his name is dag and i don't know why he is such a giant douche canoe like he is the worst all my homies hate dag yes yes they he's just so rude and like every time i do any like if i see him there if i make like a dialogue choice i'm like thinking like which one of these is gonna make him react the least and then no matter what i pick whether i'm like okay i'll do the violent one or okay i'll do the the peacekeeping route like every single time no matter what he's like oh you why would you do this and it's i hate him my whole thing with that is like when you first introduced to dag he is like behind you like yeah let's go after kyote bay like let's do this let's like like i support you so i'm like oh he's gonna be like my right hand man and we're gonna be buddies and all the thing and then just out of nowhere and like even when he like first criticizes you when sigurd is leaving and he's like like that i'm like oh you're just giving me crap because like we're friends and that no and then it just keep came and then it ends how it ends and i'm not gonna say anything because you haven't gotten there and i'm just like this is just out of left field what did i do to you bro like my favorite thing about dag is listening to his stories on the longboat and then he'll finish and everybody just laughs at him it's the best (laughs) he's That's like did you funny. hear about the time i did this and like yeah we've heard we've heard that before you told that before he's like <laughs> oh <They're> like <laughs> i also learned that uh different characters on the boat that you get from the storyline they also come up with stories like i got mm. birna and i was on the boat playing the other day and i did one of the stories and she started talking i was like oh i didn't never realize you could do that that's, That's cool. cool. i think the thing about dag that makes it so unsettling and so jarring is like Especially for people who, you know, played it like when the game came out, like the last game they probably played was Odyssey. Like that was the most recent game before Valhalla. And like you have the best first mates, like you you have amazing first mates on the boat in, Val- in Odyssey, like Barnabas. Amazing. One of my favorite Assassin's Creed side characters of all time. 
And then it's just such a dichotomy to get Dag. And like when I first met him, Austin, like what you were talking about, I was like, oh, he's going to be my first mate. Like we're going to be besties. He's going to be giving me like funny things to say. He's going to be a jokester. No, none of that at all. I actually think Dag is short. Like I know you can't really see that in that. I think he has short, short man syndrome. Or short something else syndrome. Um, so I, I Googled is Dag short, um, AC Valhalla and like all the first results are, why is Dag? Why is he so mean? Why did Dag, why does Dag hate me? (laughs) It's like, okay, well, um, Dag is annoying. Dag's attitude problems. So I'm just gonna like click off that before I get a spoiler. Well, and like in from another thing, like if you've played a lot of RPGs, when a character is like getting mad at you the way Dak is, you're like, have I made some wrong dialogue choice? Like, have I done something? Like, is there a way to like make him like me? And I just embedded it. Is this like a you know, like Sten or Soul? soulless situation where like from dragon age where you're just like oh just please like me like yes you're so wise soulless please like yeah but so i guess from what i'm hearing from the two of y'all he hates you no matter what you do okay well then i'm just gonna continue making the antagonistic dialogue choices because that's the kind of character i'm playing and it really like slaps go ahead I just wanted to warn you, there is a choice regarding DAG will affect that has the potential to affect how your story ends up. Okay, that's fine. Oh, uh, another thing. I know I said like three things ago that this was the last thing I had about Valhalla, but I did meet, um, I forget her name, but Basm's mentor. So I did meet her and I did her quest, which was fun. That was a fun one. I enjoyed it. Especially the banter about, like, Eivor is like, oh, you can run for someone who has, like, so who's seen so many moons or something. And she's just like, yeah, I know I'm old. Like, it's okay. Um, so I, I enjoyed that. Um, well, I guess this was a really long mid-break, but let's get back into the show and we can talk about the new Mirage news. Malaka! 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 Unless the legend is a lie, you are the man I long to meet, renowned master and mentor. It's your auditory, the la la la. Prego. Uh, forgive me. I have a hard time remembering that Italian gibberish. I'll see you all at the selection ceremony, ladies. I especially hope you show up. Let me guess. He's rich. Yeah, so just an overview of... We have had people who, have, I assume, have had early access to Mirage. Um, and so kind of like early beta testers or other things going on, early access to the game. And so they've been kind of like posting videos. Like if you're familiar with the Jedi series, like Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor a lot of times they'll invite content creators to come and play the game for a couple hours and then they can come out and post and talk about their experience. That's kind of what has been happening. So we got to see the teleport ability in action, a lot of the different things going on and an interaction with characters. Um, And so there's just a lot going on. We also got announced at, I can't remember exactly where, but it's something with the iPhone that, Mirage will be available on mobile devices in 2024, I believe, for the iPhone 15. That's so weird to me, but go I on, know. I guess. Like, I was like, I remember when KOTOR came out for the mobile, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. And now I'm like, you are releasing, like, a game that is normally run on something that has so much more processing power than an iPhone but it's going to run on an iPhone. I I have serious doubts about how stable this is going to be. The only only thing I can say about that is after playing Jade, 
I feel like uh, uh, I feel like uh, it'll do well. I think, in my personal opinion, because I don't know anything about phones yeah. and you know all that stuff. So yeah, well that's true. And like there are the abilities to like now that we compare controllers with phones, like the gaming possibilities are a little better. And it is fun, like for people who you know, maybe in college or something and, or just graduated and they like can't afford a console or maybe they're the console they have is no longer capable of running new games and, you know, things like that. Uh, it is, it is a fun way to give them like the opportunity to play the game too. Um, so there's that, but also for me, it's like, I guess I just don't see, that percentage of people being like a large majority of the people who would play the game on mobile. And so it's like, yeah, that's interesting and fun and a great gesture, but I I don't know. I guess it must be easy to kind of like transport that into the iPhone. Cause I just don't see why they would spend a lot of time on making that happen. Personal opinion. I don't know. I think it's just to broaden the rest of what needs to happen. Yeah. And like, like expanding who the game kind of comes into and everything like that is what I think at least. I think that's fair. So yeah, that's about, I think the mobile game will be, I'm skeptical about it, but as you say, if Jade is running okay, then maybe that's some good news. We also got leaks about Assassin's Creed codename Red and a potential release date for that for holiday of 24. Now, I think that's that's actually par for the course for Assassin's Creed because for a while they were releasing games every year. Ubisoft is a big company so they can churn out games a lot quicker than say some of these smaller companies or even Bethesda, who released a new IP for the first time in 25 years. Uh, so, but, so that's par for the course. I mean, this really the gap between Valhalla and Mirage has been one of the longer ones. And I think that's mainly due to the fact that Mirage started as a DLC for Valhalla, and then they adapted that out to they realized it was too big and they were like, we need to make this its own standalone game. And so that's, so I, I think it is possible that J- Codename Red might come out next year, but that's the leak so far that has happened. Um, it's not confirmed. We don't know. But with that, like we said, we got some early access Mirage footage and everything like that. The thing I want to talk about is people seem to be upset about the teleport ability, which I'll I'll be quite honest with you. When I first saw the teleport ability in the showcase, I was like, that's so freaking amazing. Like, I can't wait to do that. But apparently not everyone has that reaction. And I get that. I get that. Like, there's a lot of people who, like, dig into the historical accuracy of the games but let's be honest this game has the notion that you can dive hundreds of feet into a haystack and be okay like that no like hitting water from like 30 feet break your bones like you know just we got to suspend disbelief a little bit just a little bit yeah my take on it um is very similar to what I say about Star Wars fans. And what we say about Star Wars fans is that nobody hates Star Wars as much as Star Wars fans. And I very much feel that that is the case here because I think a lot of the people that are complaining about this teleportability are the same people who complain about the RPG games and the elements in the new games. And it's just kind of annoying to me that we're already complaining about a game that's not even out yet And it's like you complained for so long about you wanted a game that would return to the basics. You wanted a game that would go back and be about assassins. And the first thing you do 
before it's even out, they they have granted your requests. And the first thing you're doing is you're already criticizing it and you're already complaining about it. Send me hate mail. I don't give a shit. I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit with this. Um, I've always thought that was cool. I like that. Um, but I recently saw uh, one guy I watch on YouTube uh, named Jor Raptor. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. Um, but uh, he was one of the ones that was invited to play it. And um, you can use that ability like Rush Assassinate because he was on the ground. There was a guy on a roof like two stories up and he was able to use that ability to be on the roof immediately. Now, I mean, I get it. I I think it's cool. I want it. But I just think maybe they should like tweak it a little bit to where mm-hmm. you're not cuz I obviously the 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 uh explanation they they used was oh, it's just Bassum's moving so fast that the animus can't keep up. I get that. But it's also very weird that you could go from, you know, the ground to two stories up. Um, that's that's the, the only only devil's advocate thing mm-hmm. I have to say. I'm super excited about it, though. Um, but yeah, I, I think obviously we all know how Ubisoft is about, you know, doing things people want them to do. Uh, only thing. I want them to do is maybe tweak that ability a little bit. So you're not, you know, you're not Cassandra because that's something Cassandra can do. And that's only because she has a super powerful gift. Yeah. And like, I wonder like, because, and like, I've done a lot of research into like the pieces of Eden and how they work, obviously for the podcast. And a lot of times the pieces of Eden are basically when wielded by non-Isu grant Isu abilities. And that's the big thing. Like Cassandra gets that ability because of the spear and her Isu DNA. Basim is a sage, and so he has a remarkable amount of Isu DNA. So maybe that's a lore explanation for him using something like that. I do think that, like, at least with Cassandra, like, it seems very physical what she's doing. Like, when you throw it, you see her run up. So it is like she's moving fast. Um, I kind of, every, when I heard that explanation, I was like, okay, whatever. You put, you had lore options to say, like, this is an Isu ability that he gets from Loki, but you chose this thing. And I'm just reminded, I don't know, Cersei, it's a lot if you remember the original Dragon Ball. Uh, but when Krillin and Master Roshi are fighting in the World Martial Arts Tournament, the first one that we see in the series, they're like moving really fast. And Master Roshi, as Jackie Chun, says that, no, we've got to stop. And he like slows down and like shows what they're doing in slow motion. That's what I thought of when I heard. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that 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 was. I mean, like I said, that's the only thing that I was like, Oof. but I mean, I, I see what you say as well. But uh, yeah, I just uh, I just wanted to come out. I just wanted to come out mm-hmm. so bad. I'm so ready to play it. The unfortunate thing is, it comes out the week before I go out of town for my niece's wedding, so I won't be able to play it until the next week um, after it after it comes out, and I'm going to be. No internet, no YouTube, no Facebook, no X. No nothing. Nothing. Because I don't want to know anything. And apparently, yes. I saw before we started tonight, a what is apparently the modern day part of Mirage, which is just like a, uh, what's the word? Just talking. Mm. Um, so... Is it similar to AC1 where you would have these like cutscenes and it would be just Desmond talking to Vidic and Lucy and then you'd go back? I think it's more like um, in I think 3 at the very beginning of 3 where it's kind of like um, uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, Desmond's father. Uh, William. William. William Shout has his little... Yeah, his uh his little 
kind of previously on type thing. Oh, I think yeah. that's what it is. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Well, whatever. It, it seemed legit, so I'm guessing it was real. Oh. But just last, before we kind of wrap up, there were other things. Uh, it seems that from what we've seen, that stealth is really going to be a factor in this game. Like, they're in, like, the use of your tools and other toolkits and, like, like, smoke bombs and other things are going to really aid in your success. Um, there's also note that we can fail assassinations, which I think will be an interesting dynamic. Because normally, like, I want to know how that plays into, like, is it like the old games where, like, you don't meet a certain criteria that's on there and so you're desynchronized? Or is it like you fail and the story adapts to that? Because I'm kind of like, that's kind of defeats the purpose of the animus. Because if you're not, as the animus goes, if you're not behaving as your ancestor behaved, you get desynchronized. Yeah. Another thing I saw people complaining about is the uh, cat petting animation is the exact same as Valhalla. They're not going to change change that. <laughs> I don't think people <laughs> were actually mad, but like I, I kept seeing people be like, oh, they just keep kept the same animation. Well, yeah. And I understand That's the cats they... are way big. <laughs> We've had the same assassination animations for twenty for fifteen years. Well, I mean, I mean they've added now, to them. Now it's on the now it's on the top of the arm instead of under the arms. Asm's is on the under though. True. I guess I just I, feel like that's how game that dev works. works. Like, like they build on the things that they have. So I I just don't really understand like did these people expect for them to literally start from scratch and like make it brand new or do they just not know anything about game dev like right i mean if you compare like the animations from dragon age inquisition to dragon age origins like they're fairly similar like dragon age inquisition is smoother it's more refined but it's virtually the same. And even like a bigger game jump when you look at Oblivion to Skyrim, they're still very similar animations. Just one is more refined. I, I don't have a problem with reusing animation. And like, who's upset that you can pet a cat? People who oh, don't have lives, people who don't have love in their hearts, people who were like, I don't know, people who are the Grinch. Uh, that reminds me, uh, you forgot something. You forgot about uh, Dolwulfka. Yeah, in, in Valhalla. I loved that quest with the little kids and the, the wolf dog was very fun. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Anyone else have anything else to add about Assassins, Templars, Mirage? I'm ready for it to come out. Yeah, yeah me too. I'm ready. Uh, I've got a lot of content coming because I'm a huge Gordon Ramsay fan and like Kitchen Nightmares is coming back on the 25th of September and then Mirage comes out. You know, I'm still playing Starfield. I'm not even like 50% done with Starfield. I know. I would be so much further in Valhalla if you hadn't been hogging the Xbox (laughs) with Starfield. Just saying. I will say this about Starfield. I have not been in this into a game since Skyrim. And that was 10 years ago. Well, we ago. we did know that that was going to happen. Like, we, we said that. We did. I but still have yet to play it. So. It's pretty good. You got Game yeah. Pass and you can get it. It's oh, definitely okay. good to download. Yeah. Well, I have Game Pass, so. Yeah, you get it for I, free. I guess I can go play it now. <laughs> well, you get it for your Game Pass subscription. Right. So you don't get it for free. You get it with Game Pass. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. Um, before we head out, Sir Sits a Lot, do you have anything that you want to plug for the listeners? Yeah. So uh, I got my Twitch stream, which uh, uh, Teacup came in, hang out, hung out with me uh, one day uh, last last week. I think it was. Um, yeah. Uh, right now, I'm playing 
I, I don't I, I don't think I'm gonna make it, but I'm trying to play Valhalla in preparation for uh, Mirage. I didn't stream at all this week. I haven't haven't felt good this week, so I, hopefully I can get. I'm I'm only in like the second the second arc, <laughs> so I don't know if this will work out, but we'll see. Um, and also the uh, my Assassin's Creed chronology project. I'm uh, getting uh, I'm getting close to finishing the Odyssey uh, section of it. I am let's see twenty episodes in. Um, uh, came yeah, tw- episode twenty came out today. Uh, yeah, I post every uh, Tuesday and Thursday, and if it's a short video. I uh, I post two, which is keeping me very busy. Uh, I was talking about playing Odyssey because I'm working on I'm on uh, the Hades uh, section, so I only got the the uh, Atlantis and the Corfu stuff. So I'm super excited about that, and then I move on to uh, Odyssey or, or Origins. Sorry. And uh, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun making this, uh, making this, and uh, come uh, sub and watch if you if you want to. That's pretty much it. Awesome. Well, thank you, and thanks for being a patron and coming on to hang out with us this month. And we'll see you next month. And if anybody out there is listening, you know you can join the Patreon and come join us in October. So before we go. We have a very special announcement in that we have a very special episode coming up that we'll release next week. We have a very special guest, which if you've been a fan of the series for a long time, you will greatly appreciate. We're very excited about it. And I just want you all to be looking forward to it. We've been gone for a month, maybe a little more, but we are coming back with a cast episode. So just yeah. be ready for it. Yeah, be prepared. Yes, be prepared. It's a great, great interview. Um, You don't want to miss this one. So um, with all that being said, we've had a great episode today. So thank you all for listening to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. You can find us on Twitter at AC Lorecast. If you have any lore questions or topics to unpack, join our Cups Podcasting and More Discord server. It's the best place on the internet. You can also support us financially through our Patreon. Find us on patreon.com slash Assassin's Creed Lorecast. The Assassin's Creed Lorecast is part of the Robots Radio Network. For more information about the Robots Radio Network, join the Discord server via the link in our episode's description. If you enjoyed the show or learned something new today, please subscribe, leave us a review, and join the Patreon. And if you enjoyed our intro and outro music, make sure you give a big thank you to Pipe Man Studios. Thank you, Pipe Man. Thanks again for listening to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. And always remember, Assassins, stay in the shadows to serve the light. wanted to deep dive into the lore and stories behind all your favorite Marvel movies? Then do we have the show for you. I'm Captain Shanko. And I'm Psych88. Join us as we dissect the media megalith that is the MCU. We'll talk about the origin stories, the fights, and everything in between. The MCU Lorecast releases on all major podcasting platforms on Mondays as part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club and can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.